Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, May 1st. Let's start with what you missed over the last week. Then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. All right, so it is officially May and thus cue the NSYNC music. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then I can't help you. You are obviously not a 90s kid. (laughs) So, but let's go ahead and get started as we've got... A lot of playoffs to go over as well as it's the first of the month. So let's start with on the calendar this month in May. So coming up, we have the Kentucky Derby on the 6th. That is this Saturday. Then next Saturday, we have the XFL championship game. That will be between the D.C. Defenders and the Arlington Renegades. That will be officially on the 13th. Then after that, we've got the PGA Championship for golf on the 18th through the 21st. So that is a major. Then the NCAAs for lacrosse will take place from May 27th to the 29th. The Indy 500 will run on the 28th. And the French Open begins. So the first Grand Slam of the year begins on the 28th through June 11th. So that's kind of what we've got coming up this month. Now, starting with baseball, what you missed over the last week, the Astros stopped the Rays' 14-game home win streak after their dominating 5-0 win on Tuesday. Only three teams in MLB history have longer runs, with the longest being the 1888 Chicago White Stockings. Yes, that is the precursor of the White Sox, with 21. Sounds like they that would have drawn a really big crowd, right? You're on 14 home wins, and you've got the reigning champions coming to visit, defending World Series champs. Um, no, the crowd was only 9,916. Sticking with the Houston Astros, though, on other news, we had the World Series rematch this weekend, and man, it was ugly for the H-Town team. Although they won in Sunday on Sunday in a close one, they won four to three. They lost the two first games by a combined score of nine to two. So really not a great season start for the defending champs. Phillies star Bryce Harper is set to return to action on Tuesday, just 
five months after having Tommy John surgery, that is surgery on your elbow, he will return as only designated hitter to start, but still, it's absolutely incredible. The 160 days since his surgery would be the fastest of any major leaguer has recovered from this now what's becoming a frequent injury. The fastest record before this was set back in 2004 at 182 days. The Padres Giants series this past week took place in Mexico, and the Padres may look at wanting to get an outpost there as they took the W in both games. That put the Padres over 500 for a winning record. And then also, it is not a done deal, so no one gets super excited and no one gets your panties in a wad, but the Oakland A's look to have signed a non-refundable deal to buy land in Las Vegas. It would be just off the strip, and the date of moving is still obviously TBD with a lot of details to be figured out, but the Oakland team has failed to build funds and build a new stadium in the Californian city for 20 years years. And I guess they finally just said enough's enough. So after all, why not follow in the Raiders footsteps? All right, moving on to the NBA. And we continued round one this week. So Monday saw some crazy performances highlighted by LeBron James, who got a 20-20, that is 20 points and 20 rebounds. He is the oldest athlete to record one in NBA history. That game was wild as it went into overtime, where the Grizzlies only scored seven points to lose and let LA take a three and one lead in the series. But the Grizzlies majorly bounced back on Wednesday, winning by 15. That's where their luck ended, though, because the Lakers put the Memphis team away on Friday, beating them by 40, 4-0 points and advancing. The Heat also went up 3-1 on Monday after beating the Bucks. Miami better thank Jimmy Butler, who scored 56 points alone. He then recorded 42 on Wednesday to take the series and the Heat advance. The Hawks were saved elimination on Tuesday with the help of Trey Young, but after that, they were eliminated by the Celtics on Thursday. The Nuggets made quick work of the Timberwolves, winning game five on Tuesday to take a 4-1 and win in the series. The Suns did the same to the Clippers on the same day. The Suns scored 50 points in the third quarter alone. Damn. The Knicks also went 4-1 and in their series against the Cavs, so the New York team advances. The Warriors-King series is the only matchup to go to a Game 7, which was played last night. The Kings started hot going 2-0 at Golden State. Then they get home and lose the next three games. To be fair, one of those was away. But Game 6 was the biggest win by either team at that point, with the Kings winning by 17 to even out the series to a winner-take-all Game 7. Game 7 was last night, and man, it was crazy. The Kings outscored the Warriors by one point in each of the first two quarters, but after that, it was all Steph Curry and the Warriors. Steph scored 50 points, the most points ever scored in a playoff Game 7 in NBA history. It was also a new PR for him in playoffs as well. He went 24 of 38 and this is the he is the first Warriors player to score over 40 points in a game 7. The Warriors are used to playing game 7s as they had to do so 5 different times in the last 10 seasons. 
So while the Warriors finally finished out round one, we also had a round two series begin this week. The Nuggets and the Suns were the second and third teams to actually advance and happened to meet up in the bracket, so they started their series on Saturday. The Nuggets took game one, 125 to 107, and then we had another series begin on Sunday with the Heat against the Knicks. The Heat had a nice second-half comeback to take game one. So we are officially now complete with round one and into round two of the NBA playoffs. A little bit of football news that is not NFL. I call it football other. (laughs) So because the XFL, we had the division championship games this weekend. And despite beating the Arlington Renegades two times already this season, the Houston Roughnecks couldn't do it a third time in the South Division Championship. The Renegades beat the Roughnecks 26 to 11. It was 12-0 at one point when I looked at the TV. That is a huge upset since the Renegades finished the season 4 and 6 and the Houston team went 7 and 3. Now in the north, the DC Defenders actually managed to do it and beat the Seattle Sea Dragons. Both teams had a better record than Arlington, which again isn't hard cuz Arlington had a losing record. The Sea Dragons were 7 and 3 on the season and the DC Defenders had the best record at 9 and 1. The final will be Arlington Renegades versus the DC Defenders next Saturday to take the entire championship. And remember, this is the first championship that the XFL has ever played since the last time it launched um, was was cut short due to COVID. Now let's move on to NFL news. So the NFL draft was this week and weekend, which means some dreams came true. The number one draft pick this year was by the Carolina Panthers, and they selected Alabama Heisman quarterback Bryce Young. A quarterback also went number two to Houston. That was Ohio State's C.J. Stroud. Bryce is the first Alabama player to go number one in the modern draft. And yes, I had to double check that stat because it was that incredulous that we had not had an Alabama player go number one yet. I double-checked it, guys. It's real. The Texans also traded up for the third draft pick as well and took another Alabama player, linebacker Will Anderson, as well. Doesn't su- It's not super surprising. After J.J. Watt left, the Texans could use a dynamic tackler. Only three quarterbacks were selected in the first round. Florida's Anthony Richardson was the other one. It That's kind of a surprise, seeing as they kept showing Will Levis, who dropped into the second round. He handled that extremely well since they kept showing him, and it was obviously a huge disappointment. The Lamar Jackson drama is also finally over as he signed a deal. It came out on Thursday with his Baltimore team for a five-year contract extension for $260 million, and that is $185 million guaranteed. This deal puts Jackson atop the list of the NFL's highest paid players. The Ravens have added options for Lamar as well with the addition of wide receiver OBJ, as well as signing Boston College's wide receiver Zay Flowers in the draft also on Thursday. So they are definitely giving him some options. Also, just a kind of fun note is that Lamar Jackson fired his agent not too long ago, and his mom has been acting as his agent. So, And then now he gets the biggest deal in the NFL. So way to keep it in the family, and mom is clearly doing her job well. Also, mark your calendars as the NFL announced that next season's schedule will drop on May 11th. 
Moving along to the golf world, and Tony Finau took home his sixth PGA Tour title on Sunday in the Mexico Open. If you tuned in, you would have seen John Rahm's name hanging around the top of the leaderboard, something we're used to seeing, followed by a trophy in his hand later. However, Tony Finau never gave Rahm a chance as he carded a 66, which was a five-under final round, to win by three strokes. Finau shot 65, 64, 65, and 66. Six. Man, talk about consistency. For those of you who don't know me extremely well, basketball is not my favorite. So move over NBA playoffs as the NHL playoffs also are concluding their first round this week as well. So actually they're concluding it tonight. But let's go back and review what happened in round one. And it was a little bit more evenly matched than the NBA. The Golden Knights may have lost the first game in their series, but they never lost again to the Jets. So the Vegas team advances with little trouble to go four and one in their series. The Hurricanes played with their island. They played a little bit with their Islander food going up three and one before putting it away in game six. The Stars Wild matchup went back and forth and back and forth, was tied two to two before the Dallas team put their foot down, winning the last two games by a combined score of eight to one. The Oilers and the Kings also were 2-2 two and two through four games, and these games were close. Overall, the score between this entire series was 25-20 and 20 for all six games, and the biggest goal differential was three. The Oilers beat the Kings 4-2 and two in that series. The Maple Leafs beat the Lightning in overtime on Saturday night, game six, to take their series. That is their first playoff win since 2004. That was equivalent, if you're like, 2004 seems like a long time ago. That is because Usher's Yeah was the top song on the Billboard charts. That is how long that drought has been going on. And then we also had three series go to game seven. So just a little bit better than the NBA. And so many games y'all went into overtime, including the biggest one, which was the Panthers Bruins game seven. The Bruins had the best season in NHL history this year with over the most amount of wins, but that means nothing during playoffs. The Boston team led the series three and one before losing the next two games to take it to a crazy game seven. And they were at home so that we were playing in Boston. The Panthers team managed the biggest upset in overtime, scoring one goal per period. And then also in overtime to put the game and the series and the Boston team away. Another series to make it to the Game 7 is in just their second season ever, the Kraken advanced to Round 2 of the Stanley Cup playoffs after beating the defending Stanley Cup champs, the Avalanche. So although going down 2-1 to one to start the series, the Seattle team came back to win the next two games 3-2. to two. That was actually the score of the games to make it an even series. Game six, then they went down one and four, but game seven, they came back to win two, two, one. And then there is one final game tonight to wrap up round one. The Devils Rangers game seven is tonight, and it has been a streaky series to say the least. So the Rangers won the first two in New Jersey territory. Then the Devils won the next three. And if that trend continues, then the Rangers would win their second game in a row tonight and take the series. However, we'll have to wait and see what happens later tonight. So that will be on the blog next week. 
And a little bit of Olympic news, not a ton. World Judo Championships will allow Russian and Belarusian athletes to compete. So Ukraine has said we're out. So they will completely boycott the world championships. 20 athletes from Russia and Belarus are set to compete under neutral flags. However, really five of them are the cause for concern. Those five are members of clubs with military affiliation. The IOC has recommended that Russia and Belarusian athletes to compete under neutral flags, except those associated with military clubs. They're saying those should not be allowed to compete. So International Judo Federation so far is doing their own thing. And so Ukraine has said we're out. And then also just a little bit of um, basketball, international basketball news. The International Basketball Federation FIBA has awarded the 2027 World Championships to Doha, Qatar. That pretty much wraps up what happened over the last week. Now let's go on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. In the MLB, we've got a couple games on regular season TV. Monday, catch the Giants at the Astros at 7:10 on Fox Sports 1. If you're wondering, like, why are the Astros constantly on TV? It is because they are defending champs, um, even though they're not having a hot start to, this, to the season yet. Tuesday, catch the Blue Jays at the Red Sox at 6.10 on TBS. Then skip to Friday, and those games will be on Apple TV+. Plus. Saturday, you can catch the Orioles at the Braves or the Red Sox at the Phillies at 6.15 on Fox, depending on where you're geographically located. And then Sunday, catch again the Orioles at the Braves at 10.35 a.m. on NBC and Peacock. And then the Dodgers at the Padres at 6 on ESPN. That will be a huge pitching showdown between Snydergaard and Snell. In the world of NCAA baseball and softball, we've got a lot of ranked versus ranked matchups this week, particularly in the softball world. Also, softball regular season will end at the end of this month. So June 1 is why it's not on the what's happening this month, but June 1 will begin um, playoffs for softball. So in the softball world, like I said, we've got a lot of ranked first ranked matchups. Tuesday, starting with number three, Tennessee, at number 12, Arkansas, at noon on the SEC Network, followed by number 14, LSU, versus 16, Alabama, at four on ESPNU. On Wednesday, catch number four, Florida State, versus number 15, Florida, at five on ESPNU. A baseball-ranked-first-ranked matchup on Thursday, number 15, Kentucky, versus number five, Vandy, at 11 a.m. on ESPNU. On Friday, you get two softball and one baseball. So softball, number one, Oklahoma versus number seven, Oklahoma State in the Bedlam game. That will be at 6 p.m. on ESPN2, followed by baseball matchup number 19, Boston College versus number two, Wake Forest, a big showdown in the ACC. So naturally, it is on the ACC network. That will be at seven. And then softball catch number 10, Washington versus number eight, Stanford at 930 on ESPNU in what is the softball equivalent to Pac-12 after dark. On Saturday, Lots and lots of softball, pretty much for the weekend. So Saturday, 15, Florida versus number 22, Kentucky at 2 on ESPNU. Another SEC matchup, number 11, Georgia versus number 14, LSU. They've got a hard week this week at 3 p.m. on SEC Network. The second game of Bedlam, so number 1, Oklahoma versus number 7, Oklahoma State. That will play. They will play at 4 on ESPN proper, so ESPN flat. And then back to the Pac-12, number 10, Washington versus number 8, Stanford at 9 on ESPN2. 
Sunday, catch number 15, Florida versus number 22, Kentucky at one on ESPN two, followed by number 20, Baylor versus number five, Texas at 6 p.m. on Longhorn Network. In the NBA, Monday, you have Remember, we are on round two, and it begins tonight. So East game one, 76ers at the Celtics at 630 on TNT, followed by the West game two, Suns at the Nuggets at 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. on TNT. Remember, the Nuggets won their first game. In Tuesday, on in the East, Game 2, Heat at the Knicks at 6.30 p.m. on TNT, followed by the West, Game 1, Lakers at the Warriors at 9 on TNT. I feel like I don't even need to tell you how big this matchup is, but I'm going to. So in their lifetime, Steph Curry is 25 wins versus LeBron's number 18. They are actually tied with regular season wins 10 to 10 when they go head to head. And in playoffs, Steph Curry is up 15 to 7. So, but LeBron has Steph beat on almost every stat. I don't need to tell you how good these two are. They have been in countless finals and ruined championships for each other. So this is going to be a huge matchup, even though it's only in round two. It is going to be fantastic. Wednesday in the East, Game 2, 76ers at the Celtics at 7 p.m. on TNT. Thursday, the West, Game 2, Lakers at the Warriors at 8 on ESPN. Friday, you have Games 3 for Friday and Saturday. In the East, the Celtics at the 76ers at 6.30 on ESPN, followed by the Knights at the Suns at 9 on ESPN. Saturday, catch in the East, the Knicks at the Heat at 2.30 on ABC, followed by the Warriors at the Lakers at 7.30. And then Sunday, we actually do get to begin games four. So in the East, the Celtics at the 76ers at 2.30 on ESPN. And in the West, the Nuggets at the Suns at 7 on TNT. So like I said, the XFL is basically over. We just have the championship game, and that is next Saturday, so not this Saturday. So really, we just have USFL games. So Saturday, catch the Houston at Philly at noon on Fox, followed by Memphis at Michigan at 6.30 on NBC. Sunday, New Orleans plays New Jersey at 2 on NBC, and then Birmingham versus Pitt at 5.30 on Fox Sports 1. The PGA goes to Charlotte for the Wells Fargo Championship. Round one will begin on Thursday at 2 on Golf Channel. Catch round three on Friday at the same time. On Saturday, catch the Wells Fargo Championship third round at 1 on Golf Channel, and then it changes over to CBS at 2. Sunday will be the same same scheduling at for the final round at 1 p.m. on Golf Channel and at 2 on CBS. For the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, we have, like I like I advertised, in the East, Game 7 tonight, the Rangers at the Devils at 7 on ESPN. This is the final game of Round 1. So Round 2 does begin on Tuesday in the East. The Panthers at the Maple Leafs at 6 on ESPN, followed by the West Kraken at the Stars at 8.30 on ESPN as well. From now on, after Tuesday, all games are at TBD, on TBD, and I don't need to say it over and over again because some of you threw shade, so I will not say it, but I'll let you know what games are when. So Wednesday in the East, the winner of the Rangers-Devils game will play the Hurricanes, and then in the West, the Oilers will play the Golden Knights. Thursday, catch the Panthers game two at the Maple Leafs, and then the Kraken at the Stars. On Friday, continuing games two, again, TBD at the Hurricanes and the Oilers at the Golden Knights. No games are scheduled for Saturday and Sunday at this point.
Like I said, in what we have coming up this month, in the month of May, this Saturday is the Kentucky Derby. So catch the Kentucky Derby preview. Begins at 6.30 a.m. if you want to wake up that early. That will be on at Fox Sports 1. But for those of us who don't want to get up at the crock of dawn, the Kentucky Derby will start coverage at 1.30 on NBC. Post time, which is a horse racing term for race time, is supposed to be 5.57. So be sure you turn in for the main event at that time. Also, super exciting, Formula One is Happening this weekend for the first time, the Miami Grand Prix will run on Sunday. Again, that is on American soil for the first time in Miami at 2.30 p.m. And you can catch that on ESPN unless you are there. And that wraps it up for me this week. So if you are missing something, you want to hear more about a certain sport or something like that, please let me know. Leave a comment um, on the blog or the podcast, and I will see what I can do about incorporating it in the future. So Check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports, for more updates and more games, and I'll catch you all next week.